0: Today, we welcome to the podcast, Julie Stamm, author, MS advocate, and proud mom of Jack. Julie, who wrote the recently released book, Days*, A Tale of Love, Ice Cream, and a Mom's Chronic Illness, shares with us her insight on raising a young child while having MS. Her thought-provoking book, written from a child's perspective, proves that through a child's eyes, things may not be exactly as they seem and the pressure you may be putting on yourself to perform for your child is likely an unrealistic, self-imposed expectation. We hope you walk away from this episode with an enlightened feeling of relief, knowing that in the end, all your child needs is your time and your love. Here we go. Julie, thank you so much and welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. I love meeting with you. I have been waiting 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 uh, we've been on other podcasts together and I've been waiting to get you all to myself so this is the I moment of it and it's perfect timing because um, your book that came out uh, last month I already have it. my three-year-old granddaughter loves it um, yeah. one day in particular she made me read it to her four times Yay. then um, you'll hate me by the end of it right then. <laughs> It got to the point where she wanted to hold the book herself she would not relinquish the book and she wanted to read it herself which in a 3 year olds for a three-year-old meant looking at all the pictures which she loved so the the book called some days and what's the subtitle
1: a tale of love ice cream and my mom's chronic illness
0: ah and the illustrations in this book and especially the younger they are of course the illustrations are going to hook them and she loved the illustrations.
1: Oh, Shamisa, um, the, the illustrator was extraordinary. She's yeah. amazing. So yeah. great to work with and just awesome.
0: And the other thing I love, the thing I love about this book is because we all, as people who deal with you know, some kind of disability or illness or all the aspects of that can relate to how to kind of work around those issues. Through positivity or looking at things from a different angle. But I want to backtrack a little. Your son is now five, correct? Mm-hmm. Five and a half. Oh, <laughs> don't skip that half. Oh, oh yeah, I'm very... sure. I'm yeah. sure I stand corrected. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, he's, he, he corrects me all the time. So,
0: <laughs> now, how old were you when you had him?
1: I was 37. So a geriatric pregnancy. Oh, geez, I
0: I didn't have my daughter till I was 29. And I thought that was like waiting, but when they
1: actually call you a geriatric pregnancy, I was like, really?
0: I'm only 37, but
1: yeah. (sighs) Pregnancy, pregnancy with him, everything. Pregnancy was very easy with him. I have to
0: say you had had, you had been diagnosed with MS before you had him, correct?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was diagnosed in 2007 and he was 2016.
0: So Wow. Okay. So you had a long time with MS. By the time you found out you were pregnant, did you have, what kind of, if any, MS symptoms were you dealing with at the time?
1: All of that. So I have progressive MS, so they never went away. I just kept getting worse. And finally I found the drug that slowed it down, um, which was what I needed. Um, He was not planned. So it was very surprising that I got pregnant. But all of the symptoms were still, they're still here now. Um, During pregnancy, they didn't go away. A lot of people say that they get better during pregnancy. None of Mm. that happened. I just stayed my normal MSL. And then after, unfortunately, I got a lot worse just the two weeks after. Um, And I way overdid it on steroids, which was a bad idea in hindsight. Because now I have cataracts. and 42. You know, like there's all different repercussions, all these things Mm. that you do. Um, but I did, I went right back on, I was very fortunate. My milk never came in. So I didn't have the guilt of like, should I breastfeed? Should I not breastfeed? Right. You know, like there were so many things and his whole life has been, um, he kind of just helped me figure it out. <laughs> you, you know, it even down to whether to have a vaginal birth or a C-section, he was double breached. There was no chance of him turning around. So he had to have a C-section. Right. It wasn't, I never had to make those decisions. So I didn't have the guilt associated with them. Um, but now in hindsight, I, I think I would have made those decisions anyway, you know, they were necessary decisions, but, um, it was just made very easy for me.
0: So when you found out you were pregnant and you've had MS all of this time, what were your thoughts? What kind of thoughts went through your mind and that, you know, what kind of fears? Terrified, terrified. Like I didn't,
1: I couldn't believe it because I had tried for so long with my ex-husband. So I just didn't think that I could get pregnant first and then um, I, I had a physician that had told me not to get pregnant so I was even more terrified because I was like, well, what does this mean? Like I, I didn't think it was possible and then it happened and I knew it was something that I always wanted to be a mom. like even when I was younger, I always wanted to be a mom. Um, so to like have gone through that grieving process of thinking I'm not gonna ever have this happen And then it happening out of the blue, when you're not even trying you're like, wait what? Um, and then you worry about, am I going to be able to be there? Am I going to be able to do all the things? because this disease impacts my life. It's not visible to a lot of people, but there are major impacts, you know? Right. I don't feel comfortable going to a beach without a bathroom. I don't feel comfortable going to a park without a bathroom. all these things like what if right. have soccer and there are no bathrooms at the park? What if it's something at seven a.m, which is really hard for me to do? Yeah all those things with just constant stresses in my mind. And I think that's where the book kind of derives from because these days are my worst days. These are the days that I cried myself to sleep and said, this is why you shouldn't have been a mom. You, you failed, you know? Um, but then I talked to my son and it turns out these days were great days to him. Um, so I think all those fears kind of dissipated a little bit when I was able to actually talk to him. And what's most important to him is that I'm there and I'm enjoying my time with him and that we love each other. And we adjust, you know, heat impacts me. A lot of people have heat intolerance. So, you know, like our air conditioner mission days, you know, he loves playing spot the potty. He loves those little things, our adventures that we do together.
0: Right. Um, It's almost like you turn it into a game, which of course they're always looking for a game of some kind. Right. The spot, the potty is priceless. And for (laughs) me, I, you know, I use trekking poles. So I love the part where you use your cane and you like you're shooting and you're going pew
1: pew, pew magic pew. stick
0: yeah oh my and gosh your magic stick i love it and i actually i used my trekking pole with my granddaughter and she loved it you know that's but awesome yeah we have little games that we play with my trekking poles i've never since the beginning i've always i've never you know scolded her or anything if she wants to play with my trekking poles or touch them or Cause yeah. basically when I'm in the house, I don't use them. I only use them outside. Right. Um, so when I go to babysit her, I've walked into her house with them, but then they sit there all day because I'm fine. I, you know, I do right. the yeah. water surfing and wall hugging type thing, but I always, I'm like, she'll pick them up. She'll bring them to me. I'll be like, what are you doing? And I'll twirl it like a baton. or yeah. Just things like that. So she knows it's just a part of me. You know, mm-hmm. it's not something, it's not a negative thing. It's not a scary thing. Um, it's all in how we approach it. And what I love about this book, and I think it sounds like you were surprised too, that all of this time you had these fears that of what your son might be thinking when in fact, that's not what he was thinking at all. He thought all of these, these things that were a pain for you that you thought would, you know, he would look at as a shortcoming of some kind were actually adventures in his, his mind.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and it's still true to this day, you know, even I'll have so much guilt if we have to miss a birthday party or something. And it, like, I'll turn the house into a ball pit or, you know, like we'll, we'll make, we'll make it good. And I think that's the thing, those moments that we have so much guilt over, they're yeah. just little blips. The most important thing is the major, the whole life that you have with them and yes. teaching them to be resilient and adjust. I mean, Adam still plays spot the potty even when we're not with Jack. He's always like, there it is. Oh,
0: <laughs> you know, like, My whole life revolves around spot the potty. I know. <laughs> <laughs> now I just have a name for it.
1: <laughs> I know. It's, it's good to like get everyone, your whole family involved in it and knowing that these are things that are in the back of our minds. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the average person doesn't have to think about what we have to think about, like left right. leg up, left leg up, you know, there's yes. the curve. Okay. You know, those things that are in our head where's the bathroom where Where, do I park right and and like uh you know even down to when it's hot like just going or when it's too cold like my hands don't work when it's too cold like it's temperature sensitivity um but just planning and all of that that I hope that the book makes people see that we might look completely fine But I I do tell adults to read it on their own first because hopefully they can see that the mom is trying really hard. Yes. Um, um, But the kids just see the great part. And that's what I want is because if you look at the materials that are currently out there, they're not from the child's perspective or Mm -hmm. if they are, it's like their grandparent has it. It's not something that they live with on a daily basis. So I really wanted to give them a voice. The children, Yes. these are, yeah. And I, you know, I'm working on book two now. And I want like children to give me more feedback. I want, I want to know like, what was missed? How did you feel about this page? And, you know, it's just very important to actually listen to them because when we talk to ourselves, I mean, I was up last night because he has to get his vaccine tomorrow, you know, and and it's just, you know, all these things as parents, you just constantly play over. Did I give him enough vegetables? Did I do this right? Yes. Um, And I think the one thing about writing this is it, made me stop and actually listen to him, which was the most important lesson that I could have learned.
0: You know, I, as a grandmother now, I think back to my own grandmother. And, you know, as much as I'd love to be able to go outside and play and kick the soccer ball and everything with Liv, um, I can't. And I can't go outside with her safely anyway, because it's hilly, you know, her yard is hilly. There's a creek right there that she goes straight to every time, you right. know, there, there could be a snake there. She could fall in. She could, there's like 50 million. Right. But I think back to my own grandmother whom I adored and I spent a large amount of my youth at, at her house because my parents worked and there was absolutely nothing that was endearing to me that had to do with physical activity. Right. With going outside, playing you, none of that. It all had right. to do with just time spent together, mm-hmm. whether it was her her cooking, sitting and watching soap operas with her, yeah. just talking with her. It, none of it. it. And I look anytime that I feel guilty, I think, you know, I loved her candy drawer. I have yeah. one in my own house now because she had one. It's this deep drawer on the bottom so Lib can reach it. You know, yeah. those are the things that I found endearing. So, anytime that I start to feel guilty, I'm like, no, 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 don't do it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know it's true. And we're just also hard on ourselves. It's like, gosh, we're doing it the best we can and we're doing a really good job. You know, people that don't have as much on their plate don't do as well as we're doing. You know, we fight, we fight twice as hard because we're so worried about it. Yes. So, um, I think just trying to get rid of some of that guilt is really important. Well,
0: tell me this. What were some of your biggest struggles when it came to caring for a newborn in dealing with MS? I think was it kids, e- or was it easier when he was a newborn?
1: I think it was easier physically because he would just lay with me. And you know, we could be lazy bones together. I mean, it now he's so active. You know, I'm like, how where is this energy? You just get out of school and now you want to run around and you want to, you know, go on scavenger hunts and all these things. I think it' it gets easier in terms of like, we can communicate and it's not, you know, diffusing the bomb, trying to figure out like, is it a diaper? Is it this? Is it a rash? You can tell me like, it's a stomachache, you know? So there's a lot that's easier. um, But that little baby where you could just hold and cuddle them on the couch and not have to run around that, that was easier physically. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I, I understand 100%. Yeah. And I don't
1: want to rush his life. Um, But I like, I, I do want him to be a little more aware of like, cars are dangerous. Don't run the (laughs) other, you know, like all those things that he knows, but he's still, you know, tests the boundaries a little bit.
0: And, you know, know. I think it's interesting when my granddaughter's getting to the point where she realizes that I can't do the physical things, but my husband can. Mm -hmm. The second he shows up, she says, let's run, Pappy, let's run. That's the first thing she does. And she just wants to run around the house. Right. She never even asks me because she knows I can't. And she's yeah. known that for a long, long time. From the first time she ever asked me, I'm like, oh, Gigi can't run. I, I said, I'll walk with you. But I said, you'll have to do the running. But she knows my, and it's interesting. They know. And she's, oh, I it's know. not like she says, uh, you know, Gigi can't run. She could care less. I can do other things that Pappy can't do. I know know all the words to all the songs that she loves. I know, you know, all of that stuff. So. And that's the important stuff. I mean, it's,
1: there's so much that they're learning, but they do become more empathetic because of, they realize they can read the room better than other children because they have to. Exactly. Um, So he knows, you know, like the other day he was like, are you sad? And I was like, no, I just like my, didn't feel good that day, but he picked up on it just from looking at my face where I yes. didn't think anything was showing. And I was like, no, I'm fine. You know, like just in my head and he realizes. So I think he's more receptive to what's going on than he other can children. Feel the vibes. He pay, yeah, he pays attention. He really does. He listens and he looks and he observes, which is really great.
0: That's cool. That's very cool. Was there a certain age that your son was when you think he may have realized that maybe his mom does things a little differently, or has he even gotten to that age?
1: I don't think he's gotten there. I don't. I don't think he's even there now. Like, I know he know. Like he knows about a mess. He knows, but he he thinks. Because I always say, it, like, everyone has something. So, which I love that everyone. I mean, you know, it could be depression. It could be you know. A, diabetes the other day he was like do you have diabetes i was like no (laughs) but i guess i always say like someone has everything you know so i think he thinks everyone just has to adjust but to different things so i don't i don't know when maybe he'll get there um but i don't think he sees it yet right now um i think he just assumes every parent adjusts in different ways
0: And I think that that philosophy, everybody has something philosophy, will serve him well, not only when it comes to others' medical conditions, but it could be life circumstances. Yeah. You know, somebody who may be struggling at home that you you might be acting out at school. A child is, you know, one of his classmates is acting out. You know, everybody always has something. You never know what's going on at that child's home or their health or you just don't know. Yeah.
1: And that's what I always tell, you know, like if someone's not nice to you, it's usually a reflection on something that's going on with them. Yeah. So just take that in and realize like, you don't have to just kill everyone with kindness. You don't have to be, and he's so sweet and he's so sensitive like that. I wish I could change a little bit because I feel like he's really, really sensitive and it's, it's beautiful, but it's also, you know, his feelings get hurt pretty easily. (laughs) So, but I think that comes from caring so much for, you know, like when he got dropped off at school, the first week was really tough for all of us because um, we've been together for five years. Never yeah. left, the, you know, only time we leave each other is when I had treatment and that's it. Yeah. Um, so that was really hard. But then he saw another kid having a hard time. He immediately pulled it together and like went to help the other kid,
0: Aww. which is
1: just who he is. He's just that sweet.
0: Oh my! I don't know God. what I
1: did in life to get so lucky, but I did get lucky.
0: Oh my gosh, that's incredible! Did there come a time when you explained to him MS, like, and how did you explain it? Like, how did that come um, I think about? It was always,
1: so it was—it was really funny. I was talking to—I always, from an early age, wanted to be honest with him and just have the words in his mind, like multiple sclerosis, MS, and mom has this. And just to familiarize him, and I always said, help mama up, even though I didn't need help getting up. And when, even when he was like when he was first little, I was like, help, just try give me, help mama up. And he pulled and yanked, and he felt like he was actually helping. And I was talking to um, my physical therapist about it, and he was like, no, don't say that. Because his mom, the physical therapist's mom, had MS. And he's like, then you put the burden on the child that they have to help you. And he like, just tell him, be strong. Let me see strong, Jack you know, and it changes it from a burden to empowering them. Right. So
0: okay, that was really
1: good advice that I felt <clears throat> that he gave me because I always used the term like, help mama, do this for mama. And even though I didn't need it, it was just in case down the road. Yeah. And, and I think changing the language really did empower him. It, and I tell everyone, it is good for them to know that they That's can great do these things. Yeah. And they can do these things. And it's not necessarily um, a burden. It's something that you should just do. Like you should open the door for someone. Yeah. Um, These are just common courtesies. And if you see anyone that is in need of a little bit of a hand and you're able to do that, then do that. Yes. Um, It could be anything. It could be opening someone's snack. You know, it's, it's, it's just teaching them to look around, notice what's going on and try and be kinder. I think.
0: Do you use a cane now?
1: No, I, um, I. I had used Jack's stroller for a very long time, longer than I needed to.
0: Uh-huh. Um,
1: uh, and shopping carts are great. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. And Adam, Adam knows, you know, at the end of the night. So I, I'm on the board of the community here. Um, and I walk back, but if it's dark, I can't do it. And I didn't realize that until recently. I'm like, wow. Cause I'm always so used to having Adam. Yeah. So, um, you know, you, it's, if I didn't have Adam or the stroller, I would have. Um, yeah. But I'm very fortunate for those and, I, and daylight.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're fortunate for <laughs> the sunshine.
1: I know. I'm like, I'm so much better in the daylights. You know, like when you get up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night for Adam, I have to turn the lights on because I can't get there without the lights on.
0: I have a trick for that. I have, and I just got them in the past four months and they saved my life because, you know, I get up sometimes three times a night. I know. And it's the same thing and my husband works crazy hours. I got these plug-in lights that are motion activated. So when I stand when I fling my legs off the bed, the light goes on and I can see cuz we have a light in the bathroom. I but it sheds enough light for me to see to the bathroom.
1: That's and, awesome. And
0: then when I get back in bed, it shuts off after 60 seconds. I'm going on Amazon
1: right after we get That's off. where that's where I go. I'll send you the link. Yeah, that's awesome cuz that's that's It's just, for some reason, when it's dark, my body can't figure out where everything is. And
0: you can, I got a multi-pack, so you can, like, if you had a long hallway,
1: they just turn
0: on as you keep walking.
1: That would, when I lived in New York, we had a long hallway and I had pictures on one wall. And every morning I'd get up, I'd be like, oh, I guess I walked to bed, like just banging into the pictures. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
1: So that would, that's really going to come in handy. That's great advice.
0: Yeah. How do you, and of course- some of this you'll see in the book, but how do you incorporate any of your disability or let's just say symptoms that you have? How do you incorporate that into fun? The fun that you have? I think, he, I think he's just, you know, there's going to be challenges
1: with everything. Um, and I think it's how we come over, the, get over those challenges is what I want him to remember. So, you know, I have to use catheters um and he, i swear when he's older when he meets a woman that doesn't have to he's going to be shocked because i think he thinks it's because i don't have a penis so i'm pretty oh, sure <laughs> okay he's he's going to be surprised um <laughs> <laughs> but you know like all those little things that um you know he's just so i don't walk down the stairs behind him because i'm scared i'm going to fall down behind him so it's like you know i'm the leader on that and there's certain you know like yesterday my legs were terrible so we were like playing in the basement and i just like crawled around with him and we were you know i was like oh i'm a horse and like i'm strong enough that he could walk on be on my back yeah so we did you know like there's it's just changing the way i'm not i don't apologize for what i have to go through and it is i'm we both live with the disease because how it impacts me impacts him in a lot of ways but I'm not going to let it be something that he uses as a crutch. Yeah, He's never going to, he's never going to get sympathy from me for something that I'm going through. Yeah, Cause I don't, I don't let it, it's not going to ruin his life. I give him a great life. He yeah. goes to, you know, like, and I think just taking that away and not giving them that excuse and just making it, this is the reality. We have a wonderful life. You should be yeah. proud of where we are. You should be proud of your mom. You should be proud of yourself. And I think, He doesn't see it as a big thing, and I always ask him. I'm like, "How do you feel? You know, every night, like, what was your good part, bad part, crazy part?" And so, to me, I would always think, you know, say we did Chuck E. Cheese, the the, a million things. I would always pick what I would think is the good part, and you'd be surprised. Like his good part is like, "No, I really like this better," and I'm like, "What?" Like, you know, so they they see things different, and you know, the experiences that we how we determine how the experiences isn't how they see it. So. I guess my biggest takeaway for people is to actually talk to your kids because they have so much in there and, and all those things that you're like, we have to do this. We have to do this. You know, now he's five and a half. And yesterday we just broke out a toy that we haven't played with in years. And I was like, oh my gosh, do you remember all the fun that we had with these? Do you remember all like the bats with these And They were just animals. Yeah. He doesn't remember them. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like all the things that you're, you have to get a certain number of things done with them. You have to get fresh air. You have to right. go to the park. They don't even remember it. Like right. what, what he remembers is like getting messy with slime and, you know, and even then he doesn't remember all of it. So I think it's the little imprints that we're leaving in their mind that they might not remember the memory, but they're going to remember that their parents were there and they loved them completely. Yes. Um, yes. You know, and I tell him every single day, I love you more than anything in the world. And I do, he's my entire universe. And I'm proud of him. I'm proud of who he is every single day.
0: I was reading reviews. That was what I was doing right before I loved on.
1: I got some good reviews. And I, you know. Oh, you got a lot of good reviews. Yeah. Yeah. I've been excited about it. My favorite is that people are using it to tell their kids for the first time. Because I think I know people that their parents didn't tell them growing up. And so they found out later and they felt like that was a really big lie (laughs) to keep from your child. It's yeah. like it's a really big thing to um mask for all I can't imagine not telling Jack where I could hide it from him yeah he doesn't he doesn't need to know like I can hide it right you know people people don't know unless I tell them um but I feel like I would be cutting him out of such a major part of who I am and you know my my life
0: yeah that's good advice i my daughter i think was eleven when I was diagnosed. And in large part, I, I didn't share a lot with her about it because I was learning myself. I didn't know from day to day what was going on. So I wasn't going to freak her out because I wasn't freaked out yet. It took me a long time to get to the freaked out point. (laughs) And I still, you know, anytime that I was going to, she, plus she was in school and she was very active. So she had her own thing and I didn't want my life to interfere with all of her activities. And I was still able to take her to those. I, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I never missed anything because I had a mess. Um, but I, I, in hindsight, I do wish I would have shared a little more as she was older, like maybe 14, 15, 16. Yeah. Um, I think she, when, you know, when the shit hit the fan and I was having trouble walking, she probably would have been a little more Understanding, (laughs) maybe understanding. Well, I mean, like teenage girls are pretty tough. So, (laughs) oh my god! Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) No, no kidding. It's like can't. I I know you can't walk, but can you still? Can you take me to the dance?
1: (laughs) Yeah, you're like.
0: Yeah, they are. But my friends are. are going. Yeah, that kind of thing. But I I wish I would have been a little more open about that in hindsight. But what is your son's favorite part of the book?
1: Hmm. That is a good question. I'm trying to, you know what? I haven't even looked at it in so long, um, but he, oh, ice cream, but he's over ice cream now and chocolate chip pancakes. He's back into Oh, huh? It's so crazy because like when we were writing this ice cream was his like thing, like we would go to the store and get ice. And, and, but now he's over ice cream and he's still into chocolate chip pancakes. So he does. That's, I think that's his favorite thing. And plus, you know, we did a reading at, well, Adam did the reading at his school to his friends, uh, well, to his whole class. And I think he was really proud. It was really good to see him look around to see how kids were excited about his mom and him. And so they were just, they were like, is that you? And then they were looking at me and looking back at him. And he was like, "Mm-hmm, mm-hmm."
0: <laughs>
1: and it was really cute to just see him. And I was, I was worried if he was going to be embarrassed. Cause there are a lot of things in there. I was like, I don't know if he's going to be embarrassed, but he wasn't. And all the kids were hugging me at the end and they, you know, I pick up, they run up to me and they still hug me. So I think they think that um, it's a cool thing to have. <laughs> yeah. So I was really, yeah, I was a little nervous about how, you know, his friends would see it and, but everyone liked it. So that was good.
0: Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because I was looking through, uh, I was on Amazon looking at the reviews to the book right before we came on. And one of them it's titled wonderful children's book. This lovely story about a boy and his mother was a hit in my classroom. It also leads to great discussions on how children can spend time with their loved ones, even when they're not always feeling well. And it says the illustrations were beautiful it says my students loved it so I thought that was really cool because you know to be able to teach an entire room of children about empathy and chronic illness and like that's what a huge opportunity for you to bring that yeah it's exciting and it's
1: it's it's good because I think all the kids that hear it they can look at someone that looks like me and yes. realize that there's so much going on behind the surface. And so even if they are struggling with something or, you know, it, it, children have things too, you know, so yeah. just to know that, you know, be proud of yourself. And, you know, a lot of MS is really prevalent. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of chronic right. illnesses, there's fibromyalgia, there's, so a lot of parents have, you know, chronic migraine. There's so many things that parents are going through that I hope that this teaches the kids to be like, oh, my mom still loves me or my dad still loves me. And I'm actually, um, so I always, my dream was to be able to like make the characters interchangeable. So the mom could be a male or the boy could be a girl. Uh Um, And a company is actually sponsoring so that we can do that. Um, So you won't be able to have the book, but we'll have the cover. So you can change the cover to a male or female. Um, And they're going to be just like black and white. So you can download it for free. And just color them in to make it look like you. So that's that, so cool. Yeah. Cause I want people to be able to see themselves in the book. And unfortunately it's a logistical nightmare to do that unless right. it's digital.
0: Right. Um,
1: so, you know, Jack, that's Jack's least favorite part of the book is this virgin. He has brown hair and he's blonde. So
0: Aww.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know that was that was a tough push, but And I think my sister also has MS and we have very different, um, yeah, very different um versions of the disease. So I think it's good for him to see that it can vary. That, you know, it's not it's not always the same disease. So it kind of does show him that people can have something, but it doesn't always look the same. Um, you know, because my sister's really active, she's really strong. Um, and she can run around all day and be, you know, fatigue is a big issue for her, but she's otherwise like superwoman. So it's good for him to see that it does vary and that
0: chronic illnesses vary. Right. I know I always make a point and it's unfortunate that it's hard to find, especially in children's programming, it's hard to find disability in any way, shape or form uh, addressed on the screen. Um, But every time I catch something in particular, there's one cartoon that she watches where uh it's the mother or grandmother uses a wheelchair but it's so cartoon like you can hardly even tell it's a wheelchair I think it's my husband who brought it to my attention um so now every time I see that I'm like oh she's using her wheelchair to get from here to you know I yeah I'm like that's so cool I always try to make a point to point out that that the cool thing that that person is using Oh, it's so cool that they get to do that because they have their wheelchair. They can go. Oh, I can't Mm -hmm.
1: wait to get book three in your hands. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah. Good.
0: Yeah. That's
1: kind of the premise of book three. So I don't want to. That's three, not two. There's two. Two is already the manuscripts in and I'm working on book three now.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay.
1: Okay. So book, book two will be out next fall. And then the following fall will be book three.
0: Is there a name for it or you're not telling yet? I can't tell. That's fine. That's fine.
1: (laughs) It gives too much away the name, but I'm very excited. And I will send you copies of both. I promise.
0: Ooh, we'll have to have you back on. Yay. (laughs) Okay. Here is my parting question. What would you say to moms of young children or those who may be pregnant currently or anyone who's considering becoming pregnant? And they have MS, and let's say they're questioning whether they can be a good parent or not. What do you say to that?
1: All you need is love. That's it. You don't need anything. Everything else will fall into. There's going to be hard days with or without MS. Parenting is hard, and none of none of it's easy. You know, you were talking about your granddaughter, and she wants to run. There are days Jack wants to run, and we. I have to reinvent the game. I'll be like, go get this downstairs in the basement, bring it to me, whoever can do it the fastest. And, you know, like you have to reinvent the way that you parent a little bit, but it, the constant is that you love your child and that love is what makes them who they are. And I am so proud of mine, um, of Jack, because I think he he feels that love and he feels that support and I feel the same from him. So I, I don't think... And I think, don't be so hard on yourself. It's impossible. You're going to feel bad about everything that goes on in their life. I mean, I still feel bad about every single, every day. There's something that I feel bad about just because I'm a mom, right? Not because of MS,
0: but right. just because just mom, mom guilt,
1: just mom. I'm like yesterday, why did I give him a donut? Like he didn't need that donut. Why did I give <laughs> some sour patch kids in the bath? You know, like there's a million things that we do that we didn't, you know, that we could have done better. Yeah, We're doing a good job. And I think just, you know, look back at your own childhood and, and think of the things that, you know, your own parents probably feel guilt about and look at how you turned out and, you know, what was the constant it was love and that's what we needed.
0: Well, Julie, I cannot thank you enough for coming on. Of course, we're going to have a link to the book, a direct link we're straight to Amazon. Um, you can also get this on Kindle, your Kindle, can't you? Yep. You, can get it, it. Already you can get done it on Workman. Um, you can get it
1: on Workman. And then if you um, don't want to buy a copy, you can go to your local library and tell them if they don't have it in stock. A lot of libraries already have it in, but if they don't, you can tell them you want it and they will order it. It's in their system that they can have it. So you can borrow it so you don't have to commit to buying it.
0: And it's called Some Days. Yes, it's right. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Thank Thank you so much for coming on. And uh, hopefully we'll have you back for book number two and three. Yes, I can't wait. Thanks so much, Julie. Thank you, Brooke. For more information on the MS Gym, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and at themsgym.com. If you'd like to know what I've been up to lately, you can find me at Instagram or msslick.com.